Good evening, Chicago. You're listening to Inspirational Perspective. I'm your host, Linnell Harris, Chicago's very own life coach, right here on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. Inspirational Perspective on your radio is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. So as I ask you, Every Saturday evening at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, are you living the best life possible? And this is the place to come to continue living. So tonight, I'm excited about the topic because it's part two of how to take yourself to the next level. Part four of the success series overall. And last week we discussed a lot. We discussed a lot. And tonight I want to discuss part two of that, which is programming your mind to achieve success. Programming your mind to achieve success. So. Before I get into all that, first, I got three questions, and then I want to just give a a bit of a review in terms of what we talked about last week. But tonight, the three questions I have are, I would say, very serious questions that you should really think about and contemplate, okay? First question, are you conscious of your self-talk? Are you conscious of your self-talk? Now, what do I mean by self-talk? You know, how you talk to yourself mentally, okay? Which leads right into the second question. Are you aware of your internal mental conversations? Are you aware of your internal mental conversations? And I'm sure somebody's saying, well, yeah, man, I mean, I'm there. I'm having the conversation. But when I ask this question, Like, are you aware of the context? Are you aware of the context of the conversation? Are you aware of how you're talking to yourself? Is it positive? Is it negative? What is that conversation? In that conversation, how are you referring to yourself? Is it empowering? Is it disempowering? So that's what I mean by that question, okay? Being fully conscious and aware of your internal mental conversation. All right. And then the third question is, who is in control of your thoughts? Who is in control of your thoughts? So I want to I want to dive into that this evening. If you have questions, please give me a phone call. Seven, seven, three, five, nine, one, sixteen, ninety. And again, part two of how to take yourself to the next level, how to slay your goals and why so few do. So, real quick, for anyone who didn't get a chance to listen last week, the entire show is on the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page. So go out there, check it out. You can also go out to YouTube, subscribe to me on YouTube, because those shows will be posted to YouTube eventually. Last week, we talked about, you know, what does it take to go to the next level? Um, And one of the things we talked about in particular is clearly defining success. And I asked everyone in the audience, are you a sniper or a machine gun, right? A sniper takes their time. They focus. Get my point? They focus, right? And then they take their shot. Folks with machine guns, you know, it's always one thing or the other. They don't really spend time on one thing. It's like, what about this? What about that? You know, their attention is always everywhere, right? Very much like a machine gun. You're shooting all over the place. And then we talked about how... If you're going after a goal, if you're going after what you define for yourself as success, you have to make sure that it's aligned with your purpose. So what's your purpose in life? Okay. And so you have to make sure that it's aligned with your purpose. And then we a- I asked the question of what are the barriers? What are the barriers that, you know, you face when you're pushing for the next level? Uh, so we came up with a few things. Emmanuel's in the studio again this evening. He shares some of the barriers that he goes through. But, Emmanuel, how are you doing this tonight, man? I'm good. How are you? 
Excellent, excellent. And we also talked about why most people aren't successful. Why most people aren't successful. And what we got to in terms of why most people aren't successful is that we don't expect resistance. Often we'll set a goal and then we'll go after the goal. And as soon as resistance shows up, as soon as we encounter some type of barrier, some type of obstacle that is standing in the way of our success, we either give up or, interestingly enough, I was talking to a client this week, and he has a success clearly defined, but he's having trouble getting there, right? And what we distinguished for this particular client is part of the reason he's having a problem achieving his goal is because whenever circumstance or situation pops up, right, instead of focusing on the goal, he turns and he focuses on that circumstance or that situation. Now, think about that. If you have a goal, there is something that you know you want to achieve. You've clearly defined it. You've done all the work, all the things that we talked about. But when circumstance and situation, barriers and obstacles get in the way, you put your focus on them, those things, right, the barriers, the obstacles, the circumstance or the situation, your focus is on that. What do you think you're thinking about? You're thinking about the barrier. You're thinking about the obstacle. You're thinking about your situation. You're thinking about the circumstance. And what are you not thinking about? You're not thinking about your goal. You're not thinking about what it is that you said you needed to do that would clearly define your success. That's why most people aren't successful. Either one, resistance takes them out, or two, when resistance shows up as an obstacle or a barrier, they take the focus off the goal and put it on whatever that is, and they forget about the goal. So we talked about that, and I felt like it was important to highlight that again. And then we talked about the power of goal setting. Like, why is goal setting important? Why is it important that once you clearly define what success is for you, you, jo- you don't just stop there, but you actually create a plan that has an objective, that has a measure, so that way you know if you're winning or not. And the reason we said that was so important is because goals provide the mind a destination on which to focus. Okay? So then... We talked about how goals provide a plan with intentional accountability, right? And I gave some examples, even some personal examples of how I've set goals. And the one thing I didn't want to do is say by when I will achieve the goal. Why? Because I didn't want to be held accountable. Most of us don't want to be held accountable. But here's the thing. There's something lovely about accountability because it pushes us to the next level, right? Children, if we don't hold our child accountable, they begin to act out. Why? Because they want us to. They want the attention, the love that comes with accountability. It's no different for us as adults. That's what self-discipline is all about. Okay. Then, after we covered accountability, I then asked the question, what will you stop? What will you stop? Because, again, remember, if you have a goal, you have a new plan that you're looking to implement, well, time is finite. And if time is finite, then that means there's probably something that you're going to need to stop. So that way you can move forward with your goal. And so we talked about what will you stop. And I gave the example of why it's not complex, it's just physics, right? One of the things I love about mathematics is that it doesn't lie It is what it is, and what we know is that whenever you want to get more velocity, you got to decrease your drag, right? That's why sports cars are low to the ground, and they got the low profiles, and they look good, right? Because they're decreasing drag so they can get speed, right? So what's the drag in your life? What's slowing you down? What are the things that you need to stop 
So that way you can expeditiously accomplish that goal. Okay, so we talked about that. And I could sp- I could talk about that for an entire show, but we're not because I got more I want to cover tonight. Okay, then we talked about the importance of action. So now you got everything set, right? You figured out what you're going to stop. And now it's time to take action. And let me tell you something. One of the things that will always get in front of action, get in the way of action is fear. So if you get to this point in terms of your goals, you've clearly defined success. You've done everything that I've talked about. You know what the actions are and you're not moving. It's because you're scared because fear freezes. Fear freezes. Believe me, let me tell you something. When, whenever I'm, and this happens to me a lot, right? I'll be right in a spot. I got my action plan ready. And then all of a sudden, I'm not taking the actions. And I'm asking myself, man, I said I would do that by Friday. Why am I not done yet? Then I got to, I got to get clear with myself. Linnell, you're afraid of something, man. What are you afraid of? What are you, what are you afraid that's going to happen? And sometimes we're afraid of our own success. How success is going to change things for us. But it's important that you get clear and you distinguish the fear. So that way you can move forward and take action. And then sometimes, I've said this before, you just got to do it afraid. Hey, you're freaked out. You're scared. But you got to still take action. You're sweating. You got to take action. Move forward. So action, the power of action. Um, so I asked the question, what are the steps that you're taking? Then we talked about how so many of us, so many of us like to say the rhyme. I got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. And it's just not true. It's just not true. And we talked about how, what it looks like to have your mind on your money. And your money on your mind. And that's actually where I'm going to start because I believe tonight, you know, we're going to talk about the psychology of success and how to program your mind. That's what we're talking about this evening. But first and foremost, the way you get this thing started is you got to have your mind on your money and your money on your mind. Now, you might be like, all right, Linnell, why you why you in here quoting Snoop? Well, one, it's just, it's a great line. It's one of the all-time greatest hip-hop lines I've ever heard. But two, when it comes to programming your mind for success, you got to invest. You must invest. It's funny. My wife is seven months pregnant. And um, I don't think I, I shared this, but I'm having a son, having a boy, Okay. So you can imagine the things that are going through my mind as a father, a soon-to-be father, and, you know, what I want to teach my son, how I think about what it is to be a father, etc. And, you know, since we're preparing, we're preparing the house, right? She's nesting, and believe me, she's, she's tossing stuff out. Do we need this? Do we need that? What is this for? And um, so we're cleaning out different parts of the home. And in one of the bedrooms, one of the bedrooms is of her office. And I still had some things in her office, right? And it's this set of binders that I bought probably about a decade ago. But there's a story behind it. Because I went to the seminar with my mom. And this gentleman was up. And he was talking about goal setting. And if you learn how to set your goals, it'll take you to the next part of your life. Hey, no different than what I'm talking about now. Right. And this is back when, I mean, I was doing the learning and I'm sitting there, I'm listening to him. I'm like, man, okay, he's got this formula for how to do set your goals. And I'm like, I need that because I got things I want to do. And then he said the price. He was like, and if you want this, if you want to take your life to the next level, then you can have all of this for two ninety nine. Now, mind you. I can't remember how old I was in my late 20s at the time. So it was over to it was over 10 years ago. I was in my late 20s at the time and my money wasn't like it is now. Two ninety nine was a lot. That was a lot of money. And so he said it and I just started sweating. I was like, man, because I wanted I wanted this set of binders. 
But at the same time, I'm trying to figure out how can I afford this set of binders. But I also know that if I get this set of binders that help me achieve my goals, then I'll be able to, to get more money. <laughs> right? Because part of my goal was to increase my overall financial security. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I almost left without buying it. But at the very end, he came down. I had a chance to talk to him. And he was like, man, you got to buy the binders, brother. You got to buy that. So I bought them. And then get this. Let me tell you how resistance, how resistance works. I bought the box. I got this big box. And I'm happy about it. Got the box. It's about to change my life. And I take the box, put it in my trunk, drive home, take the box out the trunk, put it in my little office in my apartment. At the time, I had this three-bedroom apartment. One of them was my office. One of the bedrooms was my office. And I put it, the box in my office, and I said, Monday, I'm going to open this box and change my life. First mistake. <laughs> First mistake. Because it was a Saturday night. It was a Saturday night, and what I should have done is got the box cutter and sliced it open and start working right then. Right? You guys heard me say this, but... One of the best ways to lose motivation is not to act when you're motivated. Not to act when you're motivated. But then came a Monday, and I got busy. Then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Next thing you know, one week has gone by, I haven't opened the box. Right? Then three months went by, I hadn't opened the box. Now, let me tell you what happened. I'm talking about my mind on my money. And my money on my mind. Because back then, my mind wasn't on my money. And my money wasn't on my mind. Right? Because I would have opened the box if it was. So, what happened is, three months later, I walk into my office. And I see the box sitting there. And I got mad. And guess who I got mad at? Now, some of you thinking, well, you should be mad at yourself. No. I didn't get mad at myself. I got mad at the man that sold me the box. I got mad at him. Why did he sell me a box of binders that I'm not using? I should have never bought this box. Ain't nothing changed in my circumstance. Ain't nothing changed in my situation. I bought this box. I spent $300 on the box. And now the box ain't doing nothing for me. Guess what? The box wasn't supposed to do anything for me. The binders in the box, after I read the binders, was supposed to do something for me. But I allowed procrastination circumstance, situation to get in the way and push me out three months before I opened that box. Now, thank God, something hit me and it's like, why are you mad at the man who sold you the box? You need to be mad at yourself because you said that this box would change your life. And so I finally opened the box and guess what? As soon as I opened the box and started reading, I wish I had opened it three months ago when I said I was going to open it. I'm sharing this story because I had to learn the hard way that my mind wasn't on my money and my money wasn't on my mind. And when I say this to you, I'm asking you, where in your life do you think you have it all figured out? You said you were going to do X, Y, and Z. You still have yet to do X, Y, and Z. But if I ask you if your mind's on your money, your money's on your mind, you're like, yes. But really, it's not. It's not. Because if that were the case, there are certain actions you would have taken that you would have now stopped procrastinating. It's that simple. It's that simple. So... That's what I mean when I say mind on your money, money on your mind. Then, if we're talking about money, then let's talk about our most important asset, right? Because you might say, well, my most important asset is in the bank. No, it's not. Your most important asset is sitting right here in your head. You know, so those of you in radio land, I'm pointing for the folks who are streaming live on video, Facebook Live and Periscope, at Linnell Harris. I'm pointing to my head, right? Because that's where the most valuable asset that you have lives. So then the next question is, if you had a large sum of money 
I imagine you were protected. I mean, you were protected. Emmanuel, let me ask you a question. If right now I said, Emmanuel, I'm going to give you $10,000, okay? Right here in the studio on 87th Street, I'm going to pass you a bag with $10,000 cash. Would you think about that as you were driving home? Like, you probably would take a different way home. If not a different way, you try to get to Expressway as quick as possible, right? Probably. Why? Because I have $10,000 on me. <laughs> yeah, it's an asset, huh? Yeah. So you're trying to figure out how to protect the asset, right? Right, right. So you would be very conscious about all the activities that you would take. You probably would also plan before you left. I would make sure that thing is packed properly. Packed properly. Where am I going to put it in my car? Mm-hmm. If I get pulled over, if they're crooked cops, how can I hide it from them? Make sure they don't get it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when I get home, where am I going to put this money? So before you even left, you probably would have a plan. I would. OK. Now, that's ten thousand dollars. What about your mind? Like, I mean, think about that. Right. What's your plan for your most valuable asset, which is your mind? You know, who's the watchman? I imagine if I gave you ten thousand dollars, you probably say, hey, Linnell, can you follow me to the expressway? Huh? Probably. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I mean, I know I would. Emmanuel, man, I got I got $10,000 in the car, bro. Hey, why don't you follow me? You know, two is better than one, right? That is true. You know, so I would have a watchman. I'd probably call my brother, too. I'd probably call my brother on the way home, and I would say, hey, bro, I got $10,000 in the car, cash. So I, I need for you to watch out for me when I get out the car. You know, I need for you to maybe be around somewhere, you know, so you can watch me, be my watchman and make sure that I I get this money, this asset where it's supposed to be. So I can get in the safe. I can get into the safe at home. Right. But think about that. Right. That's $10,000 cash. Our brain will start going. And my point is you will be intentional. You will be very intentional about the actions you're taking. Now, what time do the guards make their rounds to protect this money? Right? I mean, I imagine you probably wouldn't sleep well tonight until you knew that it was somewhere in the house, safe, right? Locked away where no one could get it while you were asleep. Yep, I would. And you would probably serve as the guard. You might even wake up a couple of times that evening, you know. Hey, everything cool? Okay, yeah, everything cool. All right. Nobody came? Okay, cool. All right, I could go back to sleep for a few hours. But everything would change, right? Now, some of you are like, man, $10,000 ain't no money. Okay, then, you know, take it up to, you know, 100000 Take it up to a million. Whatever works for you, you get my point, okay? That if you're talking about real-life cash, which is an asset, you're going to get intentional. So here it is, your mind... Your brain is your most valuable asset. And believe me, hey, I would give up 10 grand 10 times over to keep my mind. Because I know I can go get 100 grand later if I got my mind, if I got my knowledge, I got all this, right? So how are you protecting your most valuable asset? And that's what I want to talk about tonight because... Programming your mind in many ways is first deprogramming all the craziness, all the craziness that you learned about yourself. You learned about success. You learned about what it means to be successful because a lot of that stuff is wrong. A lot of that stuff is wrong. Hey, when you went to college, they didn't teach you how to be successful. High school, they didn't teach you how to be successful. If they did, we wouldn't have the struggles we have. We wouldn't have the environment here in Chicago that we have. They're not teaching it. They're not teaching it. They'll teach you arithmetic, science, and all that, but they're not going to teach you how to safeguard your mind, how to use your mind and program your mind in a way that would allow you to create success. Self-sustaining success. 
They don't teach that. So tonight, with the remaining time, what I want to do is teach you how to deprogram and program your mind to achieve your success, right? Because all of us have different modalities of success, different individual definitions of success. And so the first thing is we got, we got to get underneath this mental conversation. You know, I wrote a blog on Inspirational Perspective uh, some time ago called Bad Names. And the premise of this blog was, you know, what kind of conversation are you having with yourself on a regular basis? You know, I'll, I'll look through my news feed from time to time on Facebook, and people will start a status update with, OMG, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. If you would type that out on Facebook, what is the dialogue that is going on in your head on a regular basis? Like, what is the dialogue? What are the things that you're saying to yourself on a regular basis that are getting in the way of your success? Many of us, we talk down to ourselves. I got a client who, you know, we're talking about him on a very personal level and he made a statement he said his name he was like oh man you know i could never do that oh that's a you know that's a me move i said well wait a second why would you put yourself in a sentence that's negative and basically you know in a lot of ways self-deprecating why would you do that you know what he told me i didn't even realize i said that He didn't even realize that that's the dialogue that's going on in his mind. So the first thing I want you to do is the question I asked is you got to get conscious of your self-talk. What are you saying to yourself? You can listen to everything that I say that I've said in this entire series on success. And if you keep talking bad to yourself, you will never achieve anything. Because I told you, you're a creator. You're a creator. You have the power of life and death in your tongue. So if you're speaking death over yourself, lack of success, calamity, you know, uh, calling yourself bad names, then what do you think you're going to create? You're going to create more and more and more of that because that's what you're constantly saying. That's what you're constantly thinking. So before before we can even get into a conversation about, okay, how to program the mind, for some of us, I just want to have the conversation of how to deprogram what it is that you've been doing. So here's what you do. If you notice that you have this kind of self-talk going on, first and foremost, you got to drive awareness. So over the next week, I want you to start getting into the conversation, saying, no, that's not true. Okay, I said that. Wow, man, this is an interesting conversation. I'm relating to myself in a very negative way. You might even want to write down the top 10 things you hear yourself say in your head about yourself if it's negative. So that way you can get real clean and clear and aware of the mental internal conversation that's taking place. And you might say, well, I never talk bad to myself, Linnell. That's not my problem. Okay, well, stay tuned. But what I can tell you is a lot of us do. And so that's first. And once you get very clear and clean and aware of this conversation, the second thing I need you to do is make a powerful choice to change it. A powerful choice to change the conversation. And this is where affirmation comes in. This is where affirmation comes in. Now, I'm not going to go into all the science of affirmation, but affirmation is proven. Affirmation is proven. And not only is affirmation good for shifting negative dialogue, right, because you can begin to positively affirm yourself, but it's also great for staying focused on your goals. Because some of you have already heard, that I affirm my goals every day, right? Every day. I'm looking at those goals and I'm affirming those goals as if they already happened. So 
the quote that I used to advertise the show on, on social media said, the easiest way to abandon a goal is to forget that you created it. And one of the main reasons I affirm my goals every day is because if I'm saying, if I'm affirming that goal every day out loud, it is impossible for me to forget about it. It's that simple. And here's the thing. Nothing, nothing that I'm going to say to you tonight is rocket science. Nothing that I'm going to say to you tonight is complex. It's not. But the difficult part of what I'm saying is that it, it requires you to be conscious and it requires you to be intentional. And it also requires a certain amount of self-discipline. Now, it's interesting because you're talking about affirmations. And one of the things I say in the book, Slay Your Goals, which is still available, slayyourgoals.com. You can go there, download the book for free, slayyourgoals.com. But one of the things I say in the book is, you know, you create daily affirmations that include each goal because that will assist you in keeping that goal top of your mind. Now, I had a client, okay, another client, and we were creating affirmations together. And part of the practice for this client was to then go and say the affirmations every day, twice a day, okay, for the next week. So the next week came, check in, hey, how'd your practice go? How did it go with you affirming your goals? Well, I didn't have time. You didn't have time. No, I, I didn't have time. I was very busy this week. I didn't have time to affirm my goals. Okay. All right. Well, how long does it take you to affirm your goals? Oh, you know, four to five minutes or so. And, and I get your point. It doesn't take much time, but you don't understand. I was extremely busy. I said, okay. I said, tell you what. I want you to take your timer out on your phone and time me as I read your affirmations. And so then I went on to read the client's affirmations, okay? Four to five affirmations, all full sentences, and I finished in less than 120 seconds, two minutes. Now, why would I bring this up? The reason I'm bringing this up is because in this client's case, the ability to read an affirmation had nothing to do with time. It had everything to do with resistance. And remember what I said about resistance, right? You set a goal, set an action, and if the next thing that's going to show up is resistance. The next thing that's going to show up is resistance. 120 seconds takes no, I mean, you can do that on a toilet. I'm just saying. <laughs> you might be like, TMI, well, you're doing other stuff on the toilet other than just using the bathroom. I wonder how many status updates, the percentage of status updates that I made on the toilet. <laughs> hey, I'm very curious about that. I wonder if Facebook, you know, they got locations on your phone now. I wonder if Facebook knows that. I wonder if Twitter could give you a metric on how many people tweet while they're on the toilet. <laughs> those profound things that you're saying on the toilet, right? But I'm just saying, but you don't have time. Your money on your mind, mind on your money, I'm just saying. Because if it is, then if you don't have time, then you would take your laminated gold card that I talk about in the book in the bathroom with you. Because if you're scared that it's going to get nasty, when you're washing your hands, you can wash that off, too. It's laminated. <laughs> I'm just saying. And by the way, are you washing your phone? Ooh. Anyway, y'all get my point, right? Y'all get my point. And tonight we're talking about programming the mind. Programming the mind. So when I say making the rounds, right, when I say your mind is your most valuable asset, I gave the example of, $10,000 and your mind is your most valuable asset. And I said, making the rounds. What I mean by making the rounds is affirming, affirming what it is you want to create in your life, affirming who you are, affirming your goals. That's making the rounds. 
That's keeping the first thing first up here. And by the way, it ain't going to be easy because for anything that you want to do intentionally that's going to create power in your life, you can always count on resistance showing up, period. Okay? So here's the other piece I want to talk about tonight. The DNA of your mind. So if we're talking about programming the mind, then we have to understand what the makeup of the mind. And the makeup of the mind simply are your thoughts. You know, so what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? And I can tell you whatever you're thinking about is largely who you are, right? Mothers think about their children, right? Because they're mothers. You know, bankers think about money. Because they're bankers, right? Coaches think about goals because <laughs> they're coaches. I'm just saying. So you are what you think about. So then the next thing is, now, sometimes you do have people who have titles who don't think about the things that they should be thinking about. Why? Well, because they're not clear on what generates their thoughts. And at the end of the day, you can generate your thoughts. How do you generate your thoughts? Here we go again. Inputs create outputs. Inputs create outputs. Let me tell you something I figured out. And this is this is pretty cool. Um, so you guys know I still play basketball. I still play a lot of basketball. And um, I noticed that, you know, sometimes I would have bad games. And it's not because I'm not going to get my shots up and things like that. I'm, I'm pretty good with that. But what I realized is that the night before, I didn't really think about basketball. So I changed one thing. I changed just one thing. What I decided to do is I was like, I'll watch some basketball. And if I can't watch it, I'm going to think basketball thoughts, right? I'm going to think basketball thoughts. Watch my shot going in in my mind. And so as I'm going to sleep, I'll think that because I'm up 5 o'clock in the morning to play ball. And I'll tell you something. Over the last month. I've been doing this. I've seen a dramatic, dramatic increase in the number of shots I hit and overall in my game simply by shifting my thoughts. So if you don't think anything's too, I mean, that's me personally. I mean, I'll tell you to try it. Try it on, may try it on meetings, whatever it is that's consistent in your life. If you start creating positive thoughts about that thing, I guarantee you will see a different level of success in your life around that thing. Because, number one, you're a creator. Number two, inputs create outputs. Inputs create outputs. So how are you taking care of your most valuable asset, your mind? And in terms of programming your mind, I've given you a couple of formulas, right? One is mind on your money, money on your mind, investing in yourself, investing in your mind, investing in the things that you want to achieve. The second thing is affirming what it is that you want to see in your life. If you've defined success, then why not affirm it? Why not say I'm happy and grateful that I have a wonderful Marriage that's full of intimacy and connection. Like, why not say that every day? What I mean, and somebody might say, well, who said affirmations work? Let me tell you something. If they just happen to work, if they just happen to work, I want to be on the side of chance than to be on the side of, man, I wish I had known. Because it, it believe me, it don't hurt me at all. Like I said. Less than two minutes. Don't hurt me at all to run through some affirmations and put positive thoughts in my mind, programming my mind about the things that matter most to me. My well-being, my relationship with my wife, my work, my goals, my spirituality, my purpose. That is how we program our minds. I shared a quote about a month ago by Henry David Thoreau, and I'll share it again tonight. And the quote is as a single footstep will not make a path on the earth. So a single thought 
will not make a pathway in the mind. To make a deep physical path, we walk again and again. And to make a deep mental path, we must think over and over the kind of thoughts we wish to dominate our lives. Henry David Thoreau. This is how we program the mind. This is how we program the mind. Now, one of the things I promised is to share what every goal setter should know. So first and foremost, I just want to ask, if you have any questions, by all means, please call in, 773-591-1690. Please give me a phone call. And then I want to just share a few things that every goal setter should know about setting a goal. Because I also think that often when you when we are in a motivational or inspirational conversation, we leave some of the most important components out. And yeah, I can get you super inspired. Yeah, I can get you all pumped up. But more than anything, what I'm really interested in is equipping you with what it is that you need to not just feel good this evening, but to really take powerful steps in your life tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday of next week, the week following that, the month following that, the year following that. And so what I want to share with you all this evening is if you're willing to do the work, I'm certain that the things that I covered in this success series will help you be successful. I am certain of it. One, because it's worked for me. Two, because I've learned this from other people who I know that it's worked for. I see the fruit in their life. Okay? Number one, set audacious goals. Set audacious goals. And goals aren't easy, but it's the ability to set a goal and to keep a goal that will shift everything in your life. And if you want to achieve your own personal greatness and live the best life possible, then this, the goal setting work that I've talked about, the work around creating your own success, this is the work that must be done. There are no shortcuts. I'm not here to sell you some kind of get rich quick scheme. Okay. It takes work, no pain, no gain. So due to this truth, I have to address one important aspect of goal setting that I know most authors, speakers, mentors, coaches, they neglect this. And that is this. There's a very clear difference between goals on paper and how those goals will be executed in your life. I shared the quote last week from Mike Tyson, my favorite, only favorite Mike Tyson quote, that everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Okay? So, on paper, your goals may look perfect. But don't aim for for perfection, okay? Because in real life, things get a bit messy. And what I'm going to tell you is aim for excellence. Don't aim for perfection. Aim for excellence. And the achievement of your goal, stay focused on the goal, no matter how it may look, no matter how it may create itself. Because no matter how well you plan for your goals, things will happen. Unexpected things will happen. And the trick is to remember that when these unexpected things happen and interrupt your plans, that is not the end of the world. It's not the end of your goal, and it's not the end of your plan. And so I wrote the book, Slay Your Goals, to help people address this. I did this series on success to help people address this. And we've been taught that our goals should be SMART goals, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound goals. And so often that's where we focus. 
And so there's very little guidance and thought given to potential barriers and obstacles that and potholes that we may step into that can stall our well-laid plans. And so what happens is the first pothole we step into, the first wall or unforeseen obstacle we hit, it feels like failure. When in fact, it actually represents progress. And so tonight, I want you to realize something. That when you're working on your goals, when you're pushing for that next level, if you step in a hole, if you fall down, that actually represents success. That actually represents progress. Because you can't fall down if you're not moving. You can't step into a hole if you're not moving. No no step, no fall. No no rolling forward, no potholes. No momentum, no walls. So if you've fallen down recently, if you've scraped your knees recently, great. Now get up. Wipe it off. Get that dirt off your shoulder and keep moving. You hit a pothole, cool, slow down. And next time, swing around it. But just keep in mind that that represents progress. And since it represents progress, instead of getting downcast that that thing happened to you, that you stepped into that hole, that you ran into that wall, I want you to encourage yourself and say, good work, you made a mistake. Good work, you must be moving forward. Because that's what goal setting looks like. And that's what people don't tell you. Some of my biggest mistakes have turned out to be my biggest learnings and the biggest steps that I took towards my success or my attainment of a goal. So tonight, I wanted to make sure you all knew that because that's a very important factor in goal setting. All right, I got a phone call from Joel. Joel, how are you on the air? I'm doing good, thanks. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that uh, I had uh, been following you, you know, since about last year. And I was, uh, I downloaded the book. And I, um, you know, I had got my goals. I started in the beginning of the year. And um, I, I guess I have, I've been having problems kind of going from one step to the other. You know, I actually tape my goals on my car steering wheel. Nice. And I have them on my desk at work. But, where you know, where I'm stuck at now is actually, like, trying to do action steps for each goal. Mm -hmm. I think you had mentioned that. Right. And I haven't even gotten to the affirmation part. But, you know, it's just a little difficult to, uh, you know, kind of, follow through with steps in the success book, you know? Yeah. Well, so, uh, I was just saying that I, you know, I was just calling, you know, just kind of giving a little update, but I, yeah. Well, you know what, Joe, number one, I get what you mean because following steps in a book, it is very difficult. And so one of the things that I'll be doing is, uh, stay tuned, check your email because I'll be having some webinars. I'm, I'm also working on a pack that has a workbook to help people just like you move forward. And then the other thing, hey, man, get those affirmations written down, brother. Because part of what will help you move forward, because what it sounds like is you're, you're st like fear has kind of got you stuck. And you need to get clear on what you're afraid of. Because if you're stuck, there's something that you're afraid of that you need to distinguish so you can get over that thing. Or once you see the fear, once you see what it is that you're afraid of very clearly, you can actually walk right into it and do it afraid. You feel what I mean? Yeah, does that sometimes manifest itself in uh, procrastination? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so that's likely one of the reasons why you haven't taken actions, like you got them written down, but part of the reason you haven't taken action is because there's likely something that you're afraid of. And so get clear on what you're afraid of, and then write down the affirmations the same way I have it in the book. I am happy and grateful. Each one of your goals. I am happy and grateful. And then start to say that, man, when you see it on your steering wheel before you pull off, say all your affirmations and then pull off. Because what's going to happen is you're programming your mind. And if you're saying this out loud, you're going to start to call yourself out, man. And when you call yourself out, I imagine you're going to start taking action.
You feel me? Yeah, I got to. All right, man. Okay, well, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, uh, you know, get that part going, and uh, hopefully I'll uh, check back with you a little later. <laughs> All right, please do. Please do. Thanks for the phone call, Joe. All right, have a good one. All right. All right, that's a great call to end the show because uh, it was real, right? And that's where a lot of us are. Sometimes we get stuck. And, again, remember, do it afraid. And then if you do it afraid and you fall down, it's progress. And celebrate that progress, get back up, and keep moving. Because that is what success is all about. I'm Linnell Harris. You've been listening to Inspirational Perspective. Thank you guys for listening. Please go to Inspirational Perspective Facebook and like the page. Follow me on all social media channels at Linnell Harris. And join us again next week at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time where we'll be murdering mediocrity and helping you live the best life possible. Have a good night, everyone.